0: Don't don't
1: forget who um, formatted all that, by the way.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, when when do your fingers get out of the cast, James?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Ludic Language Pedagogy podcast. I am your host, James, today. We don't have Ben with us, but I will be here with uh, fellow editor, Jonathan. Hi. And we are with a very special guest, Mr. D.M. Jones, and reviewer. Casey, or also Jonathan was a reviewer, so we have me, editor, uh, two reviewers, and author, DM Jones, and we're going to be talking about DM Jones's paper today. Uh, Would you like to introduce it?
2: Uh, Sure. Uh, So just first let me say thank you very much for guiding me (coughs) through this process. I really appreciate it. but basically, uh, this paper, "Games in the Language Learning Classroom," is the juice worth the squeeze. Um, it's a, I guess, a paper looking at the uh, role of games in the classroom from the teacher perspective. Yeah, uh,
1: and yeah. Uh, and how learning. how did you come up with the concept then? Where did the the, the juice concept come in? Uh,
2: well, actually, I listened to some different podcasts, uh, basically different topics, and uh, one of the podcasts I listened to, uh, it's called Econ Talk. And, hmm. uh, they talk a lot about economics and things like that. And uh, I just, I'd heard this mentioned uh, kind of in an offhand fashion in the podcast. And it just really stuck with me. And at the time, I was preparing a workshop uh, on um, game use in the classroom. And uh, it just really resonated with me. And uh, I I've introduced it into the workshop that I had prepared. And uh, then I began playing with it a bit more, and uh, yeah, it kind of evolved into this.
1: Well, it's a it's a fantastic concept, uh, and you really outlined how you know, or how, or why, or should uh, a teacher bring games into the classroom. So yeah, it's, it's a it's a fantastically playful piece, and we're very glad that you you wrote it and published it with us. Uh,
2: thank you, and. Uh, just to be clear, I think everyone uh, deserves a big pat on the back for helping it be as useful as it is now, because <laughs> I think it was definitely more on the playful side to begin with. But right. through your help, uh, it really became something uh, a lot better. Okay. Well, this, came, this this came out of
0: your MA research too, right? I mean, we we met when you were doing your yep. MA research and, and writing that up. And and I really enjoyed working on the paper, and I see it as a real nice extension of that research. like. It's almost you translating a lot of what you did uh, in your in your research in your MA to to try to talk more to teachers, right? Like, do you also see it as a as a communication piece from sure. your your MA thesis to speaking
2: directly to teachers? Sure. Um, so uh, my MA was focused uh, language teacher cognition uh, related to tabletop game use in the classroom, and uh, so actually in that I tried to develop a conceptual model that kind of looked at the material side, the teacher side and the student side. And actually this paper covers kind of the center and one wing, that model.
1: Jonesy, DM Jones, can you, can you tell us about the, the it, it's probably quite obvious, um, but what, what are the, what is the ludic of your paper? Please tell us about the ludic elements of your paper.
2: I think the, uh, the ludic elements of the paper kind of explore uh, how teachers are approaching games in the mm. classroom and how they're, they're using them. Uh, and then the connection between that and, and how it can uh, really support learning and, and
1: learners. Okay. It's interesting that the the ludic is not any specific game or any specific style of game. Like you're not particularly, you're not uh, specifically board games. You're not specifically video games. It's a, uh, it's probably the broadest um, conceptualization of, of, of ludic and game that you can get really. Right. Mm-hmm, definitely. Right.
2: And I, I, guess I think one thing that uh, one thing that I try to keep in mind or, or that's important to me, uh, I guess, uh, is that I feel like uh, teachers uh, have different, they're at different positions in their kind of uh, evaluation and understanding of mm. games and, and what, mm. how they can be used and what they, they might mean. And I, uh, so that that would that
1: would basically mean that their their uh, game literacies are all over the map. Yeah, as well. mm. yeah. So I think one thing that stood, stood
2: out for me uh, from our Slack channel discussions was uh, the idea of meeting teachers where they are. I think mm. Jonathan actually mentioned that. And perhaps, oh yes, yeah. No, I I, I attribute
0: that to, to DM. I mean, I, I that's that's not my line. Uh, that, Interesting. That's that's,
2: that's DM. Well, I, I think. <laughs> well. I'm happy to to snap it up and run with Take it. it. It's, it's I don't, yours. I don't think Absolutely. it came
0: from, from No, from that. I think I think you. You're it's something I definitely uh, think uh, you, you've used got. Used sort of boots do. on the ground, teachers and meet teachers where they are. I think I think that's all you, man.
1: So the ludic is a broad swath of games and uh, the teachers' game literacy and everything game related. Um, the language of this paper, uh, of course, ludic language pedagogy is not just. Second language, um, it, we, mm-hmm. we're also thinking of um, the, the L1 and other literacy skills. But mm-hmm. um, in this paper, what what is the language that you're, you're focusing on specifically here?
2: Uh, well, basically, with in terms of the language, I think it depends on the, the goals of the teacher and, and their context and, and what the learning goals are for their students. But looking at my my own case, um, when I'm employing like a, a game-based language teaching approach, uh, I try to have a mix of... Um, productive uh, language activities where the students are are using the language either in the gameplay or uh, in activities around the game, so uh, writing reviews or talking about a game, uh, and also kind of learning from media uh, that was created to support the game as well, or creating it.
1: DM, you've told us about the ludic and the language. Uh, could you tell us about the, the pedagogy that you're talking about mentioning the paper? Uh,
2: I think my approach in the paper was to encourage teachers to uh, reflect on their own pedagogy, to really try to define it and then how game-based language teaching and learning uh, complements uh, their pedagogical approach. Um, I didn't really try to push one particular approach mm. i would say my own approach closer to task-based language uh, teaching or learning um but uh, frankly I- i've worked with teachers who have uh, have approaches that are different from that and-, and approaches that i wouldn't necessarily think are the best uh, approaches to use uh, with game-based language teaching but um I hope that even those teachers would get something uh, from this paper in terms of their reflection on how they use games. Right.
1: Well, well yeah, you I definitely
2: touch. You, d- you definitely touch on a couple different aspects, though. Like you
0: do, carefully couch your your your, your argument um, by by saying that different pedagogical models are good for different contexts and for different goals. And you point people at uh, some of the the big names in the field and 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 some nice uh, overviews uh, of of different frameworks. So I I think that if teachers are flipping through this and reading it, I I think they'll absolutely, um, their eyes will catch on, on different things to consider right? In, when reflecting?
2: I think it's the first step really is to yeah. to encourage teachers to really try to touch base with their own pedagogical approach, that investigation into it and to, to survey what's available, what's possible mm-hmm. and how it connects to what they're doing, what materials they're using. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's crucial for game-based language teachers uh, if they're trying to be effective and to try and have a cohesive approach that they need to mm. make some decisions and, and kind of focus their with a clear pedagogical and for sure Excellent. And it's very modular it, like there's a
3: lot of things to try and experiment with to try to like use with whatever approach you're taking mm-hmm. and at the back end of the paper you just include uh what 10 12 pages of resources people can try out (laughs) right i mean it's amazing there's just a lot of different things to be exposed to and try which is i mean i thought that was a really great part of the paper as well Mm. I,
1: i think that yeah casey you you do hit on something quite nice there about it being modular you can jump around dm's paper Mm-hmm. And really, you know, take ten, any, any parts of it and, and consider it yeah, um, so yeah, that plays a really nice part right and
3: it, it's um it's flexible without being just a bowl of mush, right like so, <laughs> I, you can there's there's things there that uh, you can, try out and see if it sticks.
2: Mm. All the mush. That was the the, the, the earlier. The earlier. <laughs> <laughs> who, who doesn't
0: like oatmeal? Uh,
1: I'm going to take a, uh, I got a question. Um, I want to yeah. bring Casey and Jonathan into this <clears throat> a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is something that we, I don't think we did explicitly in the last two podcasts, but um, as reviewers, what, um, what was your experience like? Um, I've got a couple of, couple of parts to this. So as a reviewer, what, what did you think of, um, open peer review. And yeah, just just in general, what was your experience reviewing this paper? I'll start with Casey. Okay,
3: well, this is the first time I've done anything like this. Um, so kind of lack experience with it. So take it all with a big grain of salt, right? Uh, but it was very interesting to me uh, I thought it went very well. Uh, we all played nice with each other. Uh, <laughs> we disagreed with things like, it's not like it was this big rainbows and unicorns moment. Mm. There's definitely things that we discussed and disagreed with, but we did it in a constructive way. There was no animosity throughout the whole process. So, mm. I mean, chalk that up to what you will. Um, it felt like a very productive process to me. Excellent. Yeah. And that and I I mean I didn't write the paper so I mean <laughs> as a reviewer that's it felt like we were helping so absolutely mm-hmm. Jonathan
1: yeah I'll, as I'll your video. what is this your third time doing it or? yeah um I'll I'll I'll
0: follow on on Casey's sort of productive constructive collaborative thread mm-hmm. um I yeah my experience OPRing this paper was that Casey and I both added lots of opinions to the document. And I I really think that DM made the process go really smoothly and feel really productive. Because there were parts to the paper that we really did debate over, right? Like we really did sort of mull how to, how to you know, the, do we include another model? And, and how many of these resources do we put? And where do we put them? And, and, and is it going to be hard for the reader? And, and, and DM absolutely just kept coming back with, well, just like 200% enthusiasm for what he wanted to do. And he kept on mm. tweaking it and playing with it. And I think the format worked really well. Like we had comments on the document. We had the Slack channel. DM kept, you know, showing napkins and, and different sketches of things <laughs> that he wanted to try. It was It literally. was it, literally literally, <laughs> right? And I, I think it's because, well, I, yeah, we did our part, right? Casey, but I think DM absolutely just just you know, effused enthusiasm for the project. And, and I think that was and it was just wonderful to interact that way. You know and James yeah. was able to come in as, as the editor and no and okay, yeah, no 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 and put his finger on one thing that that really had to be reevaluated and now is gonna hopefully gonna become another paper. Um, the OPR process w- for this was the most probably in depth of the three that I've experienced so far, um, just in terms of the amount of editing that had to take place and the papers effort. all the better for it. <laughs> An effort, right? Yeah. And it was necessary. So I think I think DM really drove it. Um, not not as a as a as a as a commander, but as just like somebody who was just incredibly enthusiastic about what he wanted to share with LLP. And then that just kept moving all the iterations forward. And we went through multiple ones. Like I've lost track of how many times we, you know, went around the mulberry bush and on, on certain <laughs> things, right? But that's all for the better. I was yeah. happy to do it.
3: And it yeah, I can't Say enough how, I mean, DM is the one that really put the work into this. Yes. And, like, it's easy to say that and to see what the final mm-hmm. result is, but um, only the four of us are kind of know where it began, where it ended. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely a big round of applause and pat on the back for DM. Because you're, you're absolutely right, Jonathan. He was like uh, completely on board with it
0: and never, mm-hmm. uh, the commitment never lagged. <clears throat> yep. That's right. Like, he was back. You know, within a day or two, with with another big idea, right? So he just mm-hmm. he t- he would take um, a question or a comment, and in a day or two, he'd be back with another napkin or another idea or another question or another way, way of reframing it. Like every every time we sort of just poked a little bit, he'd he'd come back with with something amazing to add to the paper. So um, that was my experience. That was my my very happy experience of working on this paper.
2: It- is it okay for me to book you guys to speak at my obituary? <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. I'll pen okay. you in. And gonna, when, will
0: that
2: when will that be? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, I'm going to go on to our next question here. we have got to do a humble brag, right? And yes, exactly. I, I, got,
2: would would it be okay for me to just actually speak yeah. a little bit about the the process? Okay, so
1: DM Jones, the the OPR process, the, the open peer review process for you as an author, what was that like?
2: Uh, I think it was a very. it was an amazing process, and uh, that doesn't mean that uh, it was uh, always smooth. There definitely were, uh, you know, disagreements uh, in terms of what. The direction we thought the paper should go just w- where we were headed but it was really humbling experience for me and i just feel very appreciative that uh i was able to have people who were willing to to be very to shoot straight with me and to tell me where i needed to change things uh, yeah it was just a really great process and i i feel like probably if it, if it wasn't in this process the open peer review uh, it's highly likely I, I wouldn't have ended up with a paper at the end Interesting.
1: of this so can so you I imagine yourself publishing anywhere else other than LLB now?
2: I, I would highly encourage someone out there uh, to if they're thinking about submitting a paper but you know they're they're self-conscious of uh, whether it's polished enough or where it's need to be where it need needs to be that uh, this is a process that can help them in terms of getting their paper uh, to a place where it it could be published, where they can be proud of it, and where they can feel a sense of accomplishment for engaging in in a process like this.
1: DM Jones, what are you most proud of in this paper? Give us your humble brag. Mm. It's
2: got to be art, right? (laughs) Well... uh i went through a lot of nap uh (laughs) i think the thing that uh i'm proud of the most is i feel like there's a good mix of playfulness uh and that was there i think probably from the start but just practical useful concepts and suggestions and resources for teachers i hope that that one two punch is complimentary and that uh that teachers find the paper to be both useful and accessible interesting
0: absolutely
1: i, I agree with that absolutely
0: i mean it's it's basically equivalent to an mat and gblt like in a box right <laughs> like if you just would just wrap this up and give it to somebody they could spend two years just you know studying all the the, the resources in that appendices i mean there you go it's beautiful man i wish i'd had this 15 years ago come on <laughs> think about all the teachers you're going to help with this dm it's going to be incredible
1: yeah
2: well
0: and again thank you guys for helping me get it the line all
1: right Jonathan you have a couple of
0: questions you wanted to I have one one question yeah like and and whether this turns into a discussion or I'm just prefacing this whether this turns into a discussion whether this is just like a, a glib answer from DM um so I have been looking and, and other people please jump in if you want to like I'm, I'm looking at um your your figure right of, of these different elements of of the juice squeezing and there's mm-hmm. and there's game literacy and there's materials and there's pedagogy and expertness and and experience mm-hmm. and I it's something that I've I've talked to, with James a lot about. But mm-hmm. I really wonder, and I wonder what your thoughts are about game based language teaching. Mm-hmm. And we talk about how games are at the f- sort of it, they're the first word in 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 that term, right? Game based language teaching. Do you think that game based language teaching all just comes down to the teacher's game literacy? Like if if someone. Is game literate? If somebody likes games, whether that's Monopoly or Fortnite or Minecraft or chess, and and the teacher's enthusiasm and passion and knowledge and awareness of the community, is is it, one, going to make them use games because they're literate about it? And two, is that going to determine whether or not this integrated approach sinks or swims? Does it all just come down to literacy, whether it's game literacy, film literacy, uh, you know, net Literacy. What What do you think?
2: No, I think I think game literacy is you know a very important component or an element to a a successful uh, game based language teacher. Uh, But uh, game literacy alone is not enough. Uh, It's one part. I mean, it's an important aspect of a successful game based language teacher. Uh, But it's not alone. It's not sufficient to uh, kind of uh, guide and structure a, a well thought out. Uh, approach that's actually going to support learners. Um, I think, like uh, for example, we could just change the material or the the general idea to like a big game hunting based teaching or something like that. And if somebody has a strong, you know, uh, pedagogical uh, foundation, uh, they're looking for resources that make sense uh, for the students. It's a bit of a ridiculous example, but th- mm. I guess for me, the teaching has to be at the forefront, and that the literacies. The literacy can support what a teacher can imagine and can explore, but a good teacher uh, can make good use of poor game. That's it. That's the answer.
1: DM Jones, thank you very much for being a guest on today's podcast. And also thank you to Casey and Jonathan for joining us as reviewers and with your insights on the OPR process. Thank you very much. It was was a a pleasure. Yep. Thank you. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast today, please consider giving us a review on iTunes or whatever. Um, Make it honest. You know, we don't need the five stars. We're we're not going to die. We're all big adults here. So yeah, give us an honest review. Uh, Let us know what you think. You can also email us at contact at LLP journal.org and you can follow me on Twitter Uh, I'm at cheap shot and Jonathan is at Jonathan Dahan Casey and DM do you have any uh, socials for following no
2: I I think not particularly just uh, just
1: follow me on LLP okay Um, that's that's everything from this episode and if you are inspired by what you heard today please 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 go over to the website llpjournal.org and read EM's paper, you will not get a better introduction to the field of game-based language teaching than this.
0: Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye was a little... (laughs)